Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. So this month is my birthday month. Yes, June is my birthday month. I'm a Gemini. Actually, the day after this episode airs, it is my birthday. June 19th is my birthday. So all this month, I'm going to be doing fun giveaways and all sorts of kind of things in the Inspired Women community. So if you're not in the Inspired Women community yet, come join us. Just search for the Inspired Women community on Facebook or look in the show notes because there's a link to join there. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. It's all about my favorite thing, podcasting. Hey, guys, today I'm here with Nicole. So Nicole, I have to tell you, we were just chatting. I've been listening to her podcast for years now, and I feel like it's meeting a celebrity kind of, but then I also realize I'm a podcaster too, so it's kind of weird. Um, But Nicole Holland is a podcast guesting authority who has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, and the Huffington Post, as well as countless podcasts and virtual productions. So I feel very honored that you are gracing us with your presence here because I'm like, yay! Uh, She is often called upon to share her expertise from the live stage with business owners across North America, interested in leveraging modern marketing strategies in order to increase their visibility, likability, and credibility. And Nicole is in Canada, which is awesome to me because I am from like the tippy top of Northern New York, like the, like Canada pretty much. So I tell people like, uh, you know, Cornwall, Montreal, that's very tippy top. So I'm like, I love meeting Canadians. Cause I'm like, Oh, these are my people. My grandfather's Canadian. Like I spent most of my childhood going back and forth, seeing family members and stuff like that. So it's great. Sometimes when I'm listening to your podcast, I hear a little bit of that Canadian accent. I'm like, Yes, my people. <laughs> so Nicole, I wanted to have you on because you are like, like it says in your bio, you're the podcast guesting authority. And I get questions all the time about podcasting, everything like that. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story. How did you get into podcasting in the first place and take it from there? Awesome. Well, I definitely will. But thank you so much for that warm welcome. And it's really an honor to be here with you, Megan, on your show. I've been following your journey a bit. And I've, you know, we've been in touch and connected. And um, you've also been introducing some episodes on my podcast. So thank you for that. Yeah, that that really uh, gets me excited when I'm like listening and your podcast (laughs) pops up and it's my voice I hear. I'm like, that is so awesome. So awesome, right? And, and yeah, so thank you. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. And that being awesome is where I think I'll start. You know, you said, how did I get into um, podcasting? But I just want to start there to point out how powerful it is for when you have a podcast, number one, to connect with other people who you otherwise would not have really a way or um, a reason for them to pay attention to you, for lack of a better term, right? Like, you know, you want to connect with influencers, you have people who are mentors from afar, they're people who you really value. And you would like love to sit down and have a coffee with them. You know, a lot of times I know, 
people think, oh my gosh, that person's so cool. I think we'd be the best of friends. We'd have so much fun together, right? And so it's usually true, but to actually get on that person's radar is really, really challenging if you don't have a platform or something that they are looking for. And um, with a podcast, you do. So that's just one of the really, really cool, um, one of the many really cool side effects of having a podcast is being able to be recognized. And so um, one of the things that I had done with my podcast was asked like for fans to record an introduction, which also gives my fans an opportunity to plug their own thing, whether it's their podcast, whether it's their website, their company, whatever it is. And you took action on that, which is amazing because very clearly, most people have not. And <laughs> I have a very, very um, loyal and solid listenership. And I was shocked. I thought I would have so many introductions, but I didn't. So I'm not going to keep asking. Like, you get to introduce a lot of them. So <laughs> is that okay? I hope that's okay. That I just wanted to point those couple oh, of things yeah. out before talking about like where my journey started. I love that. And I, I'm like honored that I get to be part of that. When I heard you say it on your podcast, I was like, yes, I want to one, because I love your show. And two, because it's a perfect way to get my show in front of an audience who might be interested in as well. They may not, but they might, you know, it's a little bit different, but I, I love that you said that. And I love that this is our topic. Cause I mentioned to you before we got on the day that this airs is the day before my birthday. So my birthday week will be podcasting week pretty much that we'll be talking about. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love how excited you are about podcasting, right? I love that you took the bull by the horns and you just say, I'm going to do this. I love your authenticity um, and how you show up to your listeners and your vulnerability and willingness to take them on a journey with you. And I think that's what really connects a great podcaster with their listeners and sets, sets you apart, sets you apart from, you know, as we started, you were mentioning the difference of how you run your show, very conversational, opposed to very structured. And the two of us have, I think, some similar um, interests and, and styles, and I'm the same way. Like, I don't find a structured interview to be fun to do or to listen to, but having a conversation, like I love sitting at cafes when I travel or whatever, and not like I'm eavesdropping to listen in on people, but I love overhearing people like kind of through the background and, and kind of really they pull my attention because they're so into whatever they're talking about. They're so mm -hmm. into the conversation. And it's like, I think you can really feel that through the airways when you have a great match um, between podcaster and host or podcaster and guest. And actually I want to mention the two interviews that aired the two weeks before this interview will air were actually people you connected me with too, Jen and Stephanie, which was great because of that connection, our ability to talk with each other and everything like that. You actually help people find podcasts to get featured on, which helped me find amazing guests to have on my show, which makes it super easy for me. You're like, hey, what do you think of this person? I'm like, do they have a great story? And you're like, yep. I'm like, let's do this. And it's super easy. And I love it because it, it sometimes this, this can be a little difficult, you know, because you're like, who do I want to have on? And I have an application process. And sometimes the, the applicants are so vague that I'm like, I don't know, but I trust you that it, it just makes it an easy yes for me. 
Thank you for mentioning that. And um, I love that because that's that's my goal, right? When I decided, so I can, I can tell you as I was a podcaster, how I started becoming a podcast guesting authority. And that was because I had prior to my podcast, I had interviewed, um, I think, 31, 30, 30 um, rock star entrepreneurs on specific marketing strategies. And actually, here's here's how I became a podcaster. During my first summit, which was in 2015, it was called the Business Building Rockstar Summit, I picked one person who was a leader in their industry per marketing topic that I knew was a hot topic. Now, I didn't necessarily have interest in all of them, but I knew that it would benefit my audience and my tribe, my audience. That's who I do it all for, right? I'm always thinking, how can I help people not have to go through the struggles that I've gone through? And I think that's what you do as well with your speaking, with your podcast. You are telling your story so that people can connect and say, OMG, she's talking to me. Okay, this is what she did. Okay, this is how she overcame. Okay, okay. And then you bring other women on to inspire as well and take your your listeners on a journey so they can skip so many of the the bumps and bruises and painful things or if they're in it that they can quickly get out of it because they they know they're not alone and they they know somebody's been there before them and has um, paved the way and willing to generously give their experiences so that's what I was looking for when I started my summit and I had heard of podcasting. I was not a podcast listener. I didn't have an eye anything, um, like not at all interested in. And I, I really didn't use the internet at all. I had been a correctional officer for years and before that um, a foster parent and I was working on the streets and dealing with youth in, in crisis and youth justice and all this stuff. So I was so not into social media. I was not into anything internet. And so um, podcasting, I didn't even know it was. As it turns out, my friend Nick Loper, who um, has a podcast called Side Hustle Nation, I had come across him. And I listened to an episode he did for his podcast, but I had no idea it was a podcast. I just found his website Mm -hmm. and listened to this. I clicked play on this thing on the website and I listened to it. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And that was the extent of it. I didn't even know it was a podcast years later, or not years later, but, you know, time later, I was like, I've never listened to podcasts. And I go, oh, wait, I have. I didn't know it was one. <laughs> so anyways, um, John Lee Dumas was, uh, I, I had heard, was one of the leaders in podcasting and teaching people how to become podcasters. And um, Amber Vilhauer was one of my friends and she was in my summit and she um, said that she'd be happy to connect us if I'd like. And so I liked and uh, connected <laughs> with John and asked him to be um, the, the expert on podcasting for my summit. He said yes. What he was saying during the interview made a lot of sense, but I wasn't really receptive because he's like, you know, Nicole, if if you enjoy this interviewing thing, you know, you're pretty good at it you should have a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even listen. I don't know what a podcast is, you know? And then, um, and then afterwards, you know, of course it's, I, I wasn't so busy anymore, like with the, the craziness of the summit. And I was like, Hey, this guy knows a thing or two. I should probably consider what he's saying. I mean, he does bring in six figures a month. He really has only been doing this at the time. I think, 
um, I think at the time it had only been like two years that he had mm-hmm. the podcast. And I mean, he was already <laughs> doing very well with it. So I had gotten on his email list. He had offered his program and I said, um, what the heck? You know, he, for some reason we were brought together. I, I believe him and I'm going to check this out. And I did. I joined his program and the rest, as they say, is history. We had a call um, in February of 2016 yeah so I believe it was end of January beginning of it may have been the beginning of February 2016 and he said all right let's pick a start date and I was like well you know I need to do this and this and this first and I will have this much time to devote to the program blah 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 blah. so I'm thinking like end of April beginning of May and he's like no (laughs) he goes three weeks and you're ready and I'm like uh I don't think so I don't think so (laughs) like three weeks no way and so we agreed and settled on March 21st and so I hustled my butt off and launched my first podcast on March 21st 2016 and I want to say I started listening probably fall or winter of that year it's when I discovered you for the first time I know I've been listening to you for over a year now. It's definitely been over a year, almost two years. I don't even know how I came across your podcast either. Like it just happened. I think somebody mentioned it somewhere and I was like, oh, okay, that sounds great. And I love your personality. I love how conversational your podcast is. And I love that, like you said, it's for you, it's kind of similar to mine is you're authentic. You're like, you're no bullshit. You're not like trying to put on this show for people. You're just Nicole and people love you. (laughs) And I, and I love you and I love your podcast. And I think it's really amazing. So you started your podcast. Everything's going great. Did you start listening to more podcasts after you became a podcaster? Absolutely. Well, before I became a podcaster, and this is where the journey for podcast guesting begins. So I had become a podcaster. I had already interviewed 30 people before. And these are like high caliber people, right? Experts. Like I had the whole like, I'm I'm nobody, right? I was playing that game for a little bit because I really, nobody knew who I was. I just quit my job as a correctional officer. I had no street cred, no, you know, relationships. I was just starting to build them out. And um, so I had I had these interviews that I had done and I learned things jumping in that just because somebody is a big deal doesn't mean they're a great guest. There's a lot yes. of things that go into the production of a summit or a podcast and it's a lot of work. And mm-hmm. when you have the other party sort of taking it for granted and not recognizing or honoring um, what you're doing or how to support you. And so I was already noticing, okay, I need to be next time more clear on this, my expectations, Mm -hmm. my boundaries, my everything, right? So it's constantly, I'm somebody who always wants to improve, always looking for ways to improve what I'm doing if it's something I'm passionate about. And I really took to the interviews, I really took to podcasting. Um, And so when I decided to become a podcaster, Right away, of course, I started listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And as I started developing um, my kind of structure and script and and style and all of that, I recognized I can only learn and improve so much from my vantage point. And so in order to become a better podcaster, I wanted to go and investigate other people's podcasts, how they're doing it as a guest. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so that's where my journey began, where I would just go out and go, oh, and I'd learned so much, right? And I would make these um, these guesses, you know, I'd have these hypotheses and, okay, I, you know, I would listen back to what I did and I would be um, as objective as possible. It's really hard to listen to yourself without yes. criticizing. <laughs> um, so I would try and be as objective as possible, like really um, just from an analytical standpoint, you know, what did I do that was really good and what did I do that really wasn't and how can I make anything that I didn't like better in the future and then I would test those things and at the same time um so as I was learning and I I would ask questions of the podcast host about how did what did you think and you know how could I make this better for you I really cared about what the podcast host wanted Mm -hmm. um just in life not necessarily from the interview but it was usually after the interview I would you know just try and get to know them and develop that rapport and as I was meeting more people I would ask them you know are you looking for guests because I had a lot of fun I think I know some people who you might enjoy And so it just, that's who I am. That's what I was doing. And then when I would have guests on my show, I would give them advice, like little tweaks and hacks and things about how to improve things. You know, if if you say this, I think it'll land better with my audience. If you Mm -hmm. um, do this to your microphone, you'll get a better sound, et cetera. And so people really appreciated that. And then I was becoming known as just, you know, a connector and somebody of value. And people started calling me, you know, hosts started calling me and um, guests that I had had started calling me and asking for advice and asking for introductions to a point where I was so busy doing it for other people just because I could and that's who I was and I was getting so many asks that I wasn't actually doing my business. I wasn't actually like I was going broke because I couldn't focus on getting clients or serving people that wanted to pay me because I was just consistently serving people who I thought, you know, because I can and friends and so I had to stop that um for a while and then you know there's more to the story but I'll get I'll let you get a word in edgewise here (laughs) oh no you're good I love it I actually uh aired an interview with a girl a couple weeks ago and it was her story about drug um addiction and literally the entire podcast and it was the longest podcast I ever did because usually 45 minutes is it but I couldn't I didn't want to stop her talking and telling her story, right? <laughs> and the whole time, pretty much, you don't hear a word from me, except maybe like a few cries and like some like noises here and there. And it was amazing. So I, I love hearing other people's stories. And I love that you talked about the connection piece because it's really important. And it's, it's really important. People don't see podcasts the way they should. It's a marketing tool. Like the more podcasts you're featured on, the more of an expert you become. Even if you're on that podcast, say telling your story, which is usually what we feature on the Inspired Women podcast is stories. Say you're telling your story that still shows you as an expert. It gives you some connection to people who say, oh, this is a real person who has real struggles that I can connect to. And I can feel like, oh, they're not just this person I look up to that is, you know, pseudo celebrity status and, and they're above me. No, I can relate to them now. And that's a lot of the times why I feature the stories and not really the the business itself. But with you, I really had to because podcasting, I love podcasting. It's just an amazing thing. And I get so many questions from my audience about either them wanting to start podcasts, how do I get featured on podcasts? And I was like, I don't want to make an episode of just me talking about this. I want to talk to somebody else about this. And you're like one of the perfect people to talk to because you've been doing this. But not only that, 
you actually help people get featured on podcasts. So yeah, continue on with the story about the podcast guesting. Well, thank you. And can I first actually argue with you a little bit? Yeah, this absolutely. Is, this is something I tell people. I'm like, do not argue with your host, right? No, like- I love it when people <laughs> argue with me. <laughs> so it's not really an argument. I just have a difference of opinion on one thing you said. Okay. And that was, you know, the more you do, you know, and and maybe you just meant the more experience you have, the the mm-hmm. better you get. But it it takes analysis to get better. It's not just doing it because we can get better. Like, okay, I just started CrossFit. So I just, I just lost 50 pounds and that was like part of my plan of what I'm doing for my health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And I started CrossFit last week. And today it was my fifth, fifth day, I guess, this morning. Yeah. And um, I'm really having a hard time, but seeing progress, but it's really hard for me to get into specific positions. And I, because my body is so used to not, and so I've been compensating and putting my posture, you know, and, and body into bad things. And so I've gotten really, really good over the last 10 years of being really, really bad to my body. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people think, well, the more experience you get and the more podcasts you get on, the better it is for you. And I disagree because if you're not improving, if you're not recognizing, you know, are you, are you speaking to the right people? Are you connecting? Are you, are people actually taking action? You know, and how are you speaking? It's like you, you're practicing, but you could be practicing poorly. And you could be on yeah. 100 interviews, but that doesn't make you a great guest. Um, and so, in fact, I was just having a conversation with one of my clients um, the other day. And she, because she's an overachiever right? She's like, okay, I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to get so prepared. And she's done tons of interviews. She's a very hot commodity. And I had to kind of tell her like, okay, you need to listen to this. Like you don't Mm -hmm. need feedback from me right now. You need to listen to this. And she said, I don't listen to any of my interviews. I just do them. Yeah. And this is very, very common, very, very common and a big no-no to anyone who's listening and wants to be featured. And I said, so you're getting better, but you're getting better at doing something that I think is not a great thing. So I'm not even going to tell you what that not a great thing is. I want you to go listen to this with grace to yourself and not looking for what's wrong with you because this is, you know, we beat ourselves up, but really come from a place as a coach of, you know, listening as detached as possible and paying attention to the host as a host, not listening to you so much. And that's all I needed to do for her to come back and be like, OMG. And I didn't have to give her feedback because she got it. And so that is a pivotal point. And again, she's an expert. She's a published mm-hmm. author. She's an authority. She is somebody who, you know, tens of thousands of people look up to and listen to. Yeah. But when you're going on another person's podcast, there's so many little 
minute details that most people just don't think about and don't recognize. And so, yes, I I help people get on (laughs) podcasts, but before I do, I coach them and make sure that I share all of the wisdom I can with them, custom to how it's going to apply to them. And then we look at, okay, now which shows are going to be the right shows because Mm -hmm. your time is precious. And so we don't want to put you just on every show because that's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. We want to make sure that when you're going on a show, it's intentional, you're prepared, you Mm. are showing up ready to let the host drive the bus and... You know, there's there's other things too, but that way, that's how you really create that that impact for people. And I then, love- and then we take care of the bookings. We do all the behind the scenes stuff with the podcasts. And just one more thing yeah. about that is it's far more powerful to have somebody else who's respected tell another person how amazing you are and why you're amazing and position you properly than trying to tell somebody yourself how amazing you are and position you. It's just a completely different experience. And this is why publicists exist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I like how you pointed that out because if you tell me like full secret, Nicole doesn't have to like apply for her guests on my podcast because she just messaged me here's their information. Here's how they can, cause she's listened to my podcast. She knows what she's talking about. She's very direct about it. There's like no of like this chasing around, like none of this. And I respect her. I know she's not going to pitch me anybody who's not in alignment. And I do like how you argued with me because that's what I was thinking. And I didn't say it the way you pointed it out. So it's great because I do agree. One, a lot of things, times I see guests, um, applications from guests, potential guests, that they've never listened to my podcast, which is a big no-no. Why would you, one, apply to be on a podcast that you've never listened to? You don't know if it's the right fit for you. I swear on my podcast, maybe people are offended by that. You don't know if my audience is the right fit for you. If you've not listened, you haven't heard what it's about and who it's tailored to. None of those things. So they don't do that work. And then, like you said, people don't even listen to their own interviews afterwards, which is such a huge no-no. I listen to my own podcast. <laughs> like, so I know, like, where are there points where maybe I'm saying um too much, or maybe I keep repeating, I love that so much, which is something I always say. And you know, those sort of things where I like can hear them and I can say, oh, okay, I keep them in mind and I try to improve. And people who have been listening since the very beginning will say, wow, your, your podcast has dramatically improved over the almost year and a half it's been on because I listened to myself. I hate listening to myself. I don't even like my own voice. I don't want to hear it, but I do so I can improve. And that's huge. And like you pointed out, you have to make sure that you're not throwing spaghetti at the wall. I work with women. So it makes no sense for me to go on a dude's podcast that's tailored to dudes. It's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help them. It's not going to help me. Nobody's getting help over here. But if somebody has a mixed audience, that might be a better audience for me. The best audience for me is, is women, like women who are interviewing women because, and whose audience is women because that is my niche. That is who I'm, I'm working on. Can so, I throw something at you yeah, for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Just something to open the minds of our listeners here and maybe yours. I could be right. It could be wrong, but just an idea. So who is your ideal buyer? 
busy women, women who are trying to juggle multiple things. Maybe it's entrepreneurship and motherhood, or maybe their husband's in the military and they're having to hold down the fort. You know, they have a lot of things going on. And what is the result that they want that you provide? Peace. (laughs) Okay. So just for a little mind twister here. Okay. I'm going to throw something at you. I would encourage you to consider what shows the husbands of your ideal buyer are listening to and why. Because going on a show that the dudes are listening to and presenting how you solve the problem that their wives are having that's driving them to go seek out something to listen to other than their wife complaining, right? (laughs) It could be a very powerful thing because when somebody hears you, and this is one of the the secret things that I do for my clients, and sometimes my clients, especially when they start with me, they're like, "Um, Nicole, why did you put me on that show? Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, trust me. And we talk about it. But a lot of times, so there's so many different reasons that a a particular podcast can be a right fit for somebody. But if you have an audience of men who are husbands and fathers and they are searching for um what's the word they're searching for not not support with but it's it's keeping them up at night it's troubling them that their wives are so stressed or unhappy Mm -hmm. or they seem like no matter what they do they can't fill the bucket and they love their wife so much and they want her to be happy and they want her to be fulfilled and they feel like they're emasculated. They feel like they're at the end of their rope and almost are wondering, is it time to, to throw in the towel? Yeah. If you go on to one of those shows and you can connect with those men in a way that you can let them know it does not have to be the end. This is normal. This is something that it's fixable. And here are some strategies to get started your phone will ring off the hook if all of the other components are in alignment. Does that make sense? Yeah, I never thought of it that way, actually. I mean, I've been on men's podcasts but when they've asked me to be on. Like I was featured on one that features podcasters. So that, I mean, that was a great fit for me because I, I am a podcaster and I want more people to listen to my podcast. But that, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of women are feeling hopeless and helpless. They're overwhelmed. They're burnt out. And husbands are like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know how I can help her. Well, dude, maybe you should do some of the, the chores, you know, and, and, and actually give some to the house. I've literally had to say to my husband sometimes, like, you got to help me out here. Like, I can't do it all on my own. And he's in the military, so... Sometimes it's just because he's not around to do it all, but you know that. So I love how you pointed that out, Nicole. That makes a lot of sense. So how would you say people could differentiate between throwing spaghetti at the wall and being intentional about being on shows that may not seem like the right fit, but they could help them? Well, most people want instant gratification, right? They they say, okay, I want to be on podcasts. And then I say, okay, well, Why? Well, because I want to be seen. I want to be, you know, I want people to recognize me. Okay, why? You know, and it's like, well, what do you mean why? That's a complete answer. No, it's not. So we have to dig. And the biggest advice that I can give for not throwing spaghetti at the wall 
is you got to do the work. Like within mm-hmm. anything else that's meaningful, you have to do the work. And 80%, if not more, of having a great interview on a podcast is preparation. You know, you're in the military, so you may have heard the term from um, from your husband, um, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. I mean, that's what's <laughs> drilled in, you know, when you're in basic training. It's it's so true. It You have to prepare. So if you would spend, I say 90, really, not just 80, but if you spend 90% of your time that you have allocated to prepare for an interview, actually doing research and making sure before you reach out that it's that there's a that there's an alignment and there's a reason you're reaching out and you take the time to get to know the podcaster first and you know give them some social love create value for them and and you don't expect that you're just going to hit it and and get out right like nobody wants to be used and that's what most people are trying to do. And I don't think most people realize it because they're being taught that that's acceptable. And this is mm-hmm. one of the biggest frustrations I have this year. Because, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. Apparently, Oprah said that, you know, everybody should be on podcast. And then, like, all these people started going, I can get you on podcast. And it's like, you know, when I started, which was not very long ago, doing this as a business, there were only a handful of us that I know of other than, you know, traditional publicists and, and VAs. But now everywhere you turn, there's somebody saying, I can get you on podcasts. And it's like, I actually hired a competitor because I didn't, I don't have relationships with everybody. And um, I'd say at least half of them, <laughs> more than half of them were totally a wrong fit and at least half of them either the host had to reschedule multiple times and I gave up or you know they're they just weren't very professional or they didn't air it or like they've just dropped off the face of the earth getting on a podcast is is not a good thing to do so take the time create well, first of all, dig into your why to figure out why you want to be on them in the first place what's your what's your get from it and and what's your give for it as well and then be very um diligent about researching you can start with itunes and searching search keywords don't search the words that every person in your industry would search don't search just for the top shows i can't tell you how many times i get messages oh congratulations for being new and noteworthy in itunes it's like i've been there for two years now thanks for (laughs) noticing like whatever like you gotta know something about the host Mm -hmm. before you reach out to them and be creative. You know, you can get people's attention just by putting in a little bit of legwork. People say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, then hire somebody who's willing to do that or you're going to be seen as low value the way you're treating the host. Yeah. Oh my God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I'm like over here like, yes, Nicole, keep preaching. Because I, I frequently get frustrated because the applica- applicants for my podcast have not done their research. They on me or the podcast. I am not Christian and I'll have people say, I want to come on and talk about how I found Jesus. And I'm like, you don't listen to my podcast. I'm not against people being Christian, by the way, I'm putting that out there. I've had plenty of Christians on the podcast. I'm just not one. So, and the podcast isn't about that. So saying how you want to come on and find out, like share how you found Jesus is not going to help you. You know, I've had people who 
are, they say they do what you do, reach out to me about their potential guest. They haven't done the research about my podcast. Uh, they can't even tell me why their guests would be good. And all the questions on my application lead to this. Like I'm trying to pull this out of you. Like I'm literally asking you, why would you be a good fit for my podcast? How do you think you could serve my audience? All of those questions that are pretty much, if you read them, you should know you should have already done your homework because your answers are crucial. If you tell me, if you literally spit back to me verbatim what I have on my website, that is what the podcast is about. You didn't do your research, but if you can tell me, I loved this episode with so-and-so because it really touched on this problem I've had in my own life. Now I know you've listened. Or if you say, I love your transparency and how you share your story, Megan, and you know, how you really pull that out of your guests. Now you've listened. But if you say, because you, you interview inspirational women and talk about the real stories, I'm like, that's, you didn't listen to anything. Like, so I love that you pointed that out. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And, and also like you make your lifestyle of being a military spouse prevalent in everything you do mm -hmm. so like that would be a great thing if somebody wants to be on your show to have that you know connection so to be able to say um you know megan i love that we are both you know military spouses and i think we have a lot in common um and that would go into their whatever they want to go into but it's like then it gets your attention right mm -hmm. or i've also battled anxiety or depression or you know i have kids with a big age gap as well or you know any of the things that will let you know without them saying i listened to your podcast <laughs> yes. uh, you know to that they that they you will recognize right away oh they know something about me right if somebody reaches out to me and says like hey, I found it really inspiring that you left corrections. It's like, okay, I don't really talk about that much anymore. But you have to have heard me in order mm -hmm. to, or read something about me in order to know that. I don't put that like somewhere on my podcast, like in the description or on the website or whatever. So, um, and I will say, I was listening earlier today to your uh, interview with Amanda Koch. Yeah. And loved it such a good chemistry so much fun but i digress so i wanted just one more thing about like my business just uh you know shameless plug here a little bit <laughs> um i think the reason not not i think i know the reason that you and the other hosts that i work with um and that i refer to you trust me and i don't need to go through the the big process is because i really value the hosts that i work with like mm -hmm. i get to know the hosts i want to know what's important to my hosts i treat my hosts as if they're vips just as if i treat my clients and i tell my clients and i'll tell you that it's in the contract that i give to my clients when we work together that if they don't re they represent me as much as i represent them and so i my host is my primary client even though the host doesn't pay me a penny my host is the primary client because if i send you somebody that is off kilter that can destroy our relationship so you're mm -hmm. my most important person um and i ex i have high expectations of my clients and so I think when you're deciding who to work with, if you're like, I don't want to go through all that work, you know, you either have time or money. One of them is less valuable to you. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting out, you know, 
time is less valuable than money because it's very sparse. But as you get into a groove, you, you know, it starts becoming equal. And then eventually there's no doubt that time is the most valuable thing because we don't, we can't make any more of it. And so by when you're looking, when you're at that point and you want to hire somebody so that you don't have to do all the heavy lifting and you get to lean on their credibility to get you booked on shows that your ideal buyers are listening to, it's important to to look at how are they representing me? How are they positioning me? And um, how are they preparing me? Because one of the things that I do for my clients is because it's important that they make a good impression on you to me, <laughs> um, extremely important, I prepare them. So they have never heard of your show before, perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. But because they trust me to find the right show and because you trust me to find the right show when when the host and I are in agreement that it's a match it's a fit now I take care of the booking and then I let my client know I let my client know how to prepare my client must listen to episodes my clients must leave sincere reviews my clients must tweet to my hosts because they have to be showing appreciation, respect, and understanding of the opportunity that they're having. It is not a free pass to just get visibility. It is an opportunity to co-create something amazing, give value, and ideally, you know, start what could be a very, very mutually benefit beneficial relationship with somebody they otherwise would never have met. And you practice what you preach. I mean, if anybody's listening, they should have already seen that because you just pointed out four different things about me that you wouldn't have known unless you actually did your homework. Like if you actually listen to the podcast, you actually followed me on social media, you tweeted me today and or last night and said, I can't wait to be on your podcast and chat with you today or tomorrow or whatever it was. And you practice those very things. And I love that you say that because all the time I feel like I'm, I'm hitting my head against a brick wall and telling people relationships are key in business. They are crucial and you don't want to mess that up. But a lot of people think I'm just going to send this sales pitch to this person. I'm just going, I see it all the time and it makes, I've had to like, learn to deep breathe when I see these things. Cause I'm like, no, you have to do your homework. You know, there's no way I could have gotten you on my podcast. If we actually didn't have a relationship, that's not even possible. And the same goes for anybody that reaches out to me to ask to feature me on their podcast. My time is valuable. I'm in school full time. I have kids. I'm running a business. I have a podcast. I have a lot on my plate. I don't have the time to just blow it on whatever. I want to know that these people actually know me. They've actually taken the time to look and figure out who I was. Somebody reached out to me about a military spouse podcast a while ago. And she's like, I know you don't really know me, but I listen to your podcast and I love it. And I think you'd be a great guest. And you know, I'm a military spouse too. This is my podcast. I'm like, awesome. Because you just showed me why it's valuable for me to be on your podcast versus other people have reached out. And I'm like, I don't even know where you're getting at with this. You don't even know who I am and what you're asking me to talk about has nothing to do with what I actually talk about. Um, So I love that you said that, Nicole, but we are getting low on time. First off, before we wrap up, I want you to tell people if they're listening and they're like, I want to know how I can get Nicole to do all these things for me. (laughs) How can they do that? 
<laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, thank you. So if you're interested in having me represent you, it is a bit of a wait and application process. So just to let you know, um, but just reach out to me. So my website is under renovations. It likely will be for a couple more months. Um, but if you go to interviewsthatconvert.com, um, if you're listening later on and the website's up, awesome. That's my website and that should tell you how to reach out. Um, if you're listening now and you go there, it'll say under renovation, but here's four ways that you can contact me directly. And so there's links to email me, tweet me, um, I think message me, something like that. So uh, just interviewsthatconvert.com. That is the hub of where you can find out how to connect. And honestly, um, even if you're not like, oh, I want to hire Nicole, even if this is just not for you, if you got any value from this interview, I would love to hear about it. Like I love interacting with community members, my community members, my hosts, community members, like anybody. The thing is, it's funny because I think we, we forget sometimes when we're going about our day and, you know, we're we're reading a book or we're listening to something and I'm guilty of this too. It's like, it can be so impactful and we could like tell 20 people about it, but we don't tell the author about it. We don't mm -hmm. leave that Amazon review. Right. And, and for the show, like if you're listening to this show and you're loving the show, leave the iTunes review and do it as a five star review. By the way, this is something else I teach people. If, if, if it's not a five star review, in your mind, you don't belong on the podcast. It has to be a five-star review. And just stop listening if it's just not five stars. Yeah, and so a lot of people, they'll say, well, I never give five stars. It's like, I give four stars if it's really good. I only reserve, listen, if you want to, be, if you're giving a book or a podcast a four-star review, um, it's a it's a human being it's a real person and yeah. so just you know it it hurts people's feelings and it's like i'm not good enough why am i not good enough and that might sound crazy but we're creators right when we put mm -hmm. our heart and soul into something if you have something nice to say leave a five-star rating and a sincere review of megan's show please Thank on you. itunes it will help her reach more people and um and anyways if you found any value in what we discussed today i would love to hear about it you know tweet me it's again at interviewsthatconvert.com you'll just that's the place to get my my links to everything but um tweet me send me a message let me know specifically what you found valuable and i'll love to dialogue with you i really care about the connections and I will link up all of the things in the show notes, like all of the ways to connect with Nicole as well. And we keep talking about our podcast, but we never said what it is. It's the business building rock, rock star show. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you a secret. I think this is the first time I'm saying this like on somebody's uh, like that I'm, I'm saying this like public, but I know this isn't going out for a little while, but it's still going out before the change the show is changing so it's not going away I'm you doing guys a hear some secret thing going on here yeah <laughs> I'm doing a rebrand and this took me a long time you know I I've been playing like toying with this for a over a year now probably 
Um, it's really, really emotionally difficult for me to use my name and say the Nicole Holland show. I've had to work on that for a long time yeah. and I was trying to do all these different names. And at the end of the day, we decided like it's the Nicole Holland show. So Yay! we're going to add, yeah, we're going to add a lot more content to it. I've, like I said, just hired some amazing people. So my team is coming together and, um, yeah, we've got some really, really cool stuff in the works. So lots of lots of new stuff at the time of recording. It's the Business Building Rockstar Show, um, BBR Show for short. Um, at, and maybe later on, it's going to be the Nicole Holland Show. But either way, if you search BBR Show on iTunes or Nicole Holland, you'll find the show. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was amazing. I really enjoyed talking podcasting with you because I tell people what's my passion project. I just love it so much. Like I could be like in a really shitty mood, like depressed and have like a podcast interview and be like completely lifted up. I just absolutely love it that much. So much. Thank you so, so much for having me here. It was a blast. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.